welcome to I Am Divine, mastering your intuition with psychic mediums and spiritual psychology coaches and science of mind practitioners, Paula Hunter and Kim Garden. This is Paula Hunter. And this is Kim Garden. And welcome to another episode of I Am Divine, a spiritual podcast where you will discover your psychic potential within by learning skill sets that develop and master your spiritual gifts. We will teach you about universal truths that will empower you to manifest a life you truly desire. We are here to remind you who you are, the powerful badass that you are, the divine I am. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to another episode of I Am Divine. We are so excited to have you join us this week where we are going to be talking psychometry. This is a tool that I used when I first started and it was big in helping me develop. So so what is psychometry? Psychometry is like a superpower where you can learn things just by holding an object or touching people or being in their energy. But for me, psychometry is literally picking up an item and holding it and taking off, whether it's a feeling, a knowing, we were just talking before this, we hit record, Paul and I were saying, it leads to using your other senses when you are connecting with spirit. Yeah, it definitely brings in the clairs. Those of you that maybe have been to a psychic before where they'll say, bring a picture or bring an item of clothing or you know, an object that belonged to somebody else. There's some mediums that will use that tool in order to connect with spirit on the other side. But it's exactly that you said, Kim, I'm going to hold on to an object and I'm going to trust the imagery, the feelings, the emotions, the knowing, and we can use that process in order to read. Mm-hmm. I think the medium, I think Tyler Henry is his name. I think he uses a lot of psychometry as well because he usually asks for something. I know for myself, when I first started doing psychometry, I actually was in Nova Scotia when I started to do it. I would go and I picked up rocks. The the rocks from the ocean were just absolutely gorgeous, right? So I picked up a whole bunch of them and then I would take them. Everyone out there, all friends and family wanted reading. So I started to get them to hold on to these rocks just for a few seconds before I would say, pick a rock out of these pretty ones and they would pick one and I'm like, hold on to it for a second. And then I would take hold of it after they did. And I was able to pick up emotions very quickly from them. And then that started to give me confidence in my ability. And I started to pick up more and more, the more they held on to it, or the more I just kind of paid attention and tapped into those other clairs, I could start to hear things, I could feel the loved ones come forward. But when I first started, this was a tool that I used to just kind of get the ball rolling. It was like I could pick up their energy, I would instantly know they're feeling sad, they're feeling frustrated, they're feeling overwhelmed, they're feeling super happy. It flicked a switch for me and then my other clairs would kick in and I'd be able to deliver a message so much better. Have you used psychometry a lot or? I practice it again when I first started as well, because I was part of the spiritualist church too. So we used to go and do training there. Before I kind of answer that question, Kim, I just want to come back to what you were saying about picking up a rock at the ocean, probably not having vibrations in it, and then asking someone to hold it. And as we do that, it's it's recognition that everything we touch, everything we hold, everything that's in our environment can get imprinted by this energy. So whether it's we consider it positive or negative, it can sit within something. And that's really what we're reading at the end of the day. So yeah, I've used psychometry as well too, and practiced it. So you say in a group setting and, you know, hey, 
give me an object. What we would do actually is we take, say, a container, everybody throw an object in, whether it was a ring or keys or, you know, a, a hair barrette, whatever that was. And then we'd pass the hat around and everybody would grab something. So you wouldn't grab your own. And that's all you do is you hold it in your hands. And I think this is one of the greatest tools that helps us work with our confidence because you really have to trust what you're getting. And sometimes it may be just a feeling. I feel happy. I feel sad. I think the emotions are some of the easiest stuff to pick up on first. But as you said, it gets that spidey sense starting to work. And then Mm -hmm. from there, we can then start picking up other things as well. It's a great tool for a beginner perspective to practice with. Well, I think it's like because the emotions are so easy to pick up on that you can acknowledge the emotion. And the second they say yes, you're like, yes, okay, give me more. And it's just like you said, from that beginner aspect, we need that validation to say, yes, you are right. No, you're wrong. So when you hear that, yes, it builds that trust, it builds that confidence, and it encourages you to keep to open yourself up to allow even more to flow through. Yeah. And it's a great thing that anybody can practice. You've got a Mm -hmm. family member, you've got a friend. Hey, this is what I'm doing. I want to try it out. I want to practice. Are you open to doing it? Mm -hmm. And having the person in front of you is so important because you get that automatic validation, which helps us to go, yes, I'm getting it right. Exactly like you said. And I think that's an important part when we're first learning is to have that validation because it kind of boosts up our confidence for sure. Mm -hmm. I know for me, when I started as well as I liked the idea of being able to feel and hear things when I was holding something. So like even I would go to somebody's house, I would touch it just to see what I picked up. And it was just like, I I probably looked crazy because I was like touching all these different things or going to a store like a value village or something and just touching it. And it wasn't about at that time necessarily getting the validation. I mean, don't get me wrong, validation is great, but it was about listening to what was coming in and just being like, okay, I believe that, you know, and then when you were actually doing it with people and getting that verbal, yes, it's like, heck yeah, this is great. Yeah. And I I love how you're saying going out into Value Village and things like that, where we get into some used objects and it comes back to why it's so important to clear things too. Absolutely. Say you collect antique guns, you know, there could be tons of energy and stuff like that. So we can physically perceive the vibrations of it by touching it. But those vibrations also go out into our environment and we can still feel it without having to touch it. I think the touching part is the beginning, but that extends that energy out. So you begin to pick up on other things. You can put your hands on the walls in a house and Mm -hmm. feel the energy of the house. And Mm -hmm. that'll lead into, you know, the people that are there. Are they happy? Do they fight? You know, there's so many interesting ways to pick up energy. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I just think, loved psychometry when I was starting. Like I said, it's it's a fantastic tool. And if you're curious about how to actually touch something or physically, I know again for myself is I would pick it up and I would literally smush it together between my two palms and I would hold it that way. I know a lot of people though who would just hold it and rub their hands over, especially if it was a ring, they'd rub their hands over it. So it really is what feels right to you. There's no right or wrong way how to do this. It's if you want to, you know, so I've seen people actually hold them up against their heart. There's no right or wrong way. It's what's specific to you, whatever you feel guided to do, and you will 
will feel guided. And, you know, some people might just enclose it in a fist and hold it there, depending on the size of it, or just placing your palm on it, whatever works for you. I know I keep repeating myself over and over again. I apologize. (laughs) Whatever works for you is how you're going to come to really pick up those feelings. So trust where you're being guided, trust how you're being guided to hold or touch the object, and then just allow whatever it is to come through. Yeah. And such a great point. I know for me, when I started to, I wanted it between my palms and we know we have our, our, if you will, well, we're familiar with the seven chakras, but there's actually more. We know that, but we also have mini chakras in our hands as well. So when we're holding it in our hands, we're pulling it from that, you know, those energy points in our palms. But I was Mm -hmm. the same. I would hold it between my two palms, depending on what it was, but then I would also take it and like run it around in my hand. So if it was a ring, I'm like moving through it, I'm holding it. So I start by holding it between the palms and then I'm just feeling the object. And Mm -hmm. I find at different times, different things come through. For me, sometimes when I first started, I would close my eyes too, because I found if I kind of got rid of one of my senses, it's like it heightens the others. So don't Mm -hmm. be afraid to even close your eyes and just let me be in this. You can ask your guides for assistance and clarity on what it is, but it Mm -hmm. also comes down to trust. That's the biggest thing I need to trust. And I'm not going to think about it. As soon as that thing comes forward, I'm just going to say it. Yes. No filters. Don't try to analyze it because I think that's what we want to do. I know when I started learning the psychic mediumship stuff, I always try to analyze it. And what I learned is if I got something and then I went to my brain and tried to explain something, you can lose the message at times. Yes. Versus just saying, this is what I'm getting. It's not my job to analyze what it might represent to the person. It's my job just to say, this is what I'm getting because the person will know. And I found too, sometimes there'll be double or triple messages in that one phrase or one word or one feeling that if Mm -hmm. I'm trying to interpret it, we may miss out on those other messages. That was one of the other things I learned is to really just trust. Here's the first thought. Here's the first feeling. Here's And just bring it out, bring it out, bring it out. Don't think Mm -hmm. about it. One of the things I loved about it too is that it kind of was that stepping stone to go into different modalities as well. So I went from psychometry into uh, pulling cards, but I never pulled cards and referenced a book. I would do the same thing that I did for psychometry and I would place the card between my two palms and I would hold it and I would listen for whether it was a feel like I would use all my clairs again, whether it was a feeling or a message, whatever, how it was coming through. Usually I would hear a message come through, but I would always hold the card the same way that I did with psychometry. And it helped be that stepping stone to another modality. Yeah, I think that's really cool. I know when I started cards too, I used to use Oracle cards as well at times. Not something I did from that perspective, but I learned that I'd get different messages than what was on the card sometimes. Yeah. But being that I started learning on boards, you know, that was one of the biggest things for me because as we talk about feeling and sensing energy, when I started working on the boards, it wasn't a traditional, you know, two fingers on the planchet, let it go around. Mine was, like I said, round, like a little donut with my finger in it. So when I started doing that, it helped me kind of feel the energies. So one guide that was coming in, it might be very slow and flowing. Another one might be really, really quick. Another one might kind of push down more on it, more pressure on the board. So I think using the tools of psychometry to feel and read the energy actually helped me on the board because it helped me distinguish when I was dealing with a singular thing or different guides jumping in. And I could also tell the difference between a high versus, you know, I don't say low, but just spirit, right? Mm -hmm. That really helped me learn those skill sets. And then I brought that into the board and being able to feel the energy. 
Well, that's where I'm wondering now too, is like, you know, we're, we're talking about touching and feeling objects, but it really is about reading the energy. So, you know, when you walk into a room and you can pick up on somebody's, you know, whether they're sad or feeling like you can, you can feel when somebody's not in a good energy. So it's almost like, is that a form of psychometry as well? Because, you know, you might not necessarily be touching them, but you can feel it. So I wonder if it's like, I'm like, uh, my mind's going crazy because I'm like, okay, well, there's that, that clear feeling like the clear sentience. So is you're using that, but you're also using the energy. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, my mind's just going boom, boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> so for looking specifically psychometry and the definition of it, it's holding something for information. But right. if you take that back further and look at it, what's the process that's going on? That is exactly what we're doing, Kim, is reading energy. I always make the joke that I'm an energy hound. I'm like a tuning fork. So Mm -hmm. I can walk in a place and go, oh, you've got a block here. You've got a block over here just by feeling it. I know where all the places, the low energies are, things like that. And I think the more that you work with these tools to get you started, it does expand from, I just have to hold this thing to now I'm walking in. I'm this huge tuning fork. I'm feeling everything around me, which I think empaths do, right? Mm -hmm. But now I know what it is. I know how to read it. I know how to protect myself. So I think it helps us move into more advanced areas of reading energy and being able to bring that forward. So it's, as I said, it's a great tool from a beginner perspective. Mm -hmm. It does enhance everything else for sure. Here in God, same thing. Now I'm trusting the energy. I don't have to hold it. Now I've moved into reading the energy of a space. Now I can read the the energy of spirit that's stepping forward. So it's, Mm -hmm. they show me like, here's the stepping stones that help us to continue to grow. Yeah. Just another modality. You betcha. Another tool (laughs) along, along the way in the toolbox. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a form, say, if you are doing readings for someone too, and maybe you're, you're feeling a little static, you're feeling a little stuck, you know, you can say, Hey, can I hold your ring for a minute or whatever that is, right. To continue to enhance what you're getting. The more you work the muscle, the stronger it's going to get. I used to do that actually when I first started doing readings. I thought I was, you know, quote unquote, past. <laughs> I was past psychometry. I didn't need it. But sometimes you're right. This the reading was not flowing the way I would need to. So I would ask to hold an item, and it would definitely jump that energy. Yeah, it really did. It really did. Not. I forgot about that actually. <laughs> and we don't always recognize that we're doing it. You know, even if you've never practiced psychometry and you walk in a place, you're still feeling the energies. You're still doing the work. We just, you know, Mm -hmm. here's now a tool that you can focus and actually practice with it. And I think sometimes when we're starting it, it's, you know, for those of us that are left brained as well, it's a process that we can actively do to go, okay, I get how this is working. I can understand it versus if I just walk in a room, why the hell am I getting all this stuff? We may not Mm -hmm. always attribute it to being the same thing. Yeah. I agree. And even when I used to do um, paranormal investigation and, and go in and because I clear things. So I'll clear portals, I'll close close portals, clear spirit and then clear energy. So mm-hmm. learning those tools really helped me to, as I said, become more of that tuning fork so I could really perceive things stronger and stronger. Um, so as I said, it's it's a great tool to get information. And it's recognizing sometimes when you hold something, you may have these beautiful, loving feelings. And Mm -hmm. sometimes you hold it, you may get some really icky kind of feelings as well. I know for me, sometimes it was almost, I described it as like, I have an oil slick on me. You know, Mm -hmm. that's usually really heavy, negative stuff. And I can still use that to read. And I just, I guess, want to talk about on the other side of that. If you're picking up things like that, making sure you're clearing yourself after. 
Because again, when we talk about energy and the impressions that you're getting, anything you touch, feel energy, that that can kind of stick to yourself too. They're giving Mm -hmm. me this analogy of like, say you go walking through nature and there's all these burrs. So as you walk Mm -hmm. along, you're picking up all these burrs. So how important is it to make sure when you're done doing the work that Mm -hmm. you're removing, you're clearing, right? Sea salt baths, showers, you know, energy. If you do Reiki, there's something called Kiyuku. So you can actually remove the energy. So making sure you have a process to make sure you're not carrying the energy of the object or the place continuously, or it can become a real heavy burden on you. I just wanted to bring that up, Kim, because I think it's important that we recognize that. Absolutely. And I used to also, I would clear before I gave back because as much as I know my energy is positive, it's like, it's loving, they might not want it. Do you know what I mean? So I would, if I was holding an object, I would run it through like the smoke and just hand it back because again, we are energy. And as much as we are taking on that energy, we are also putting ours into the object as well. So out of respect, that was my little ritual that I would do, I guess you could say. Yeah. And it's something to think about when you're donating things or giving away clothes. I mean, you can still, and what we've learned, it it can be, as you said, smoke, paleocento, it can be sage, but also when we talk about the, the care bear thing and I'm sending energy from my heart, right? I'm sending the energy of love. There's so many ways to clear. So just because I have maybe a bigger object, maybe I don't have sage, maybe I don't have something else. I can send it as much love as I can, and that's going to help clear the vibrations. So when mm-hmm. you're giving something to somebody else, it's also really good to clear that out before you give it to them. I was also just thinking of too, is when somebody passes and you take an article of, of them, whether it's, I'm just thinking of like a big sweater or a blanket or something, and it always makes you feel cozy and close. And, you know, it's that reminder you're actually in their energy because their energy is on that object as well. And it's like, what a beautiful connection when you're able to have a piece of somebody else that you can hold on. And it's like, it will be with you forever. Yeah. Love how you brought that that out. That's so Mm -hmm. true. I would never, you know, that wasn't even coming to mind, Um, but it is so true. And I think that's why people feel good about having something that belonged to someone they they loved. Yeah. Yeah. You don't if want to bring someone will have the energy there. So you can, you know, again, pr- provided it's coming from, you know, it was love. It was this beautiful thing, right? It is important to do that. It absolutely is. That's where that connection is, is it literally is an energetic connection. Amazing. Yeah. So I guess I would encourage people to, you know, try this. Yeah. Experiment, you know, usually your, your friends and family are the safe place. Make sure you have someone that you trust when you're working with them. And like Mm -hmm. I said, the process is very simple, you know, ask, you know, is it okay? Are they open to doing this? Ask for an object. I think when it's an object that something wears all the time or has around them all the time, you'll find a lot of times there could be more vibrations or you'll maybe you'll pick it up stronger. Yeah. Ask for the object and just trust, practice, practice, practice. Don't think, (laughs) give the information, let them say, yeah, I can see this means that. And, you know, let them come forward with that too. Mm -hmm. Is there anything you wanted to add to the conversation, Kim? No, I think that was beautifully put. It's practice, practice, practice. And this is just another modality that you can use when you're dealing with spirit and connecting. It is all about trust. And the more you practice, the more you get those yeses, the more you're going to trust. And that is what builds your connection. It's, you know, it's kind of sad to say that that's how it goes, but it really is how it flows together. 
And I think this modality is a great starting point that can feed into so many other modalities too. The more confidence you have here, as we said, you can take it into, you know, psychic mediumship. You can take it into pulling cards. You can take it into any other aspect from a psychic intuitive perspective, and that will enhance anything else you're doing. And that's why it's such a great starting point for most people. So this brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for joining us during our conversation on psychometry. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Divine. And as always, thank you for listening. So if you enjoy our show, please read our podcast. Be sure to come back next week where Kim's going to be, I don't say grilling me, but we're going <laughs> to do the spiritual journey for myself. So Again, I know at the beginning we gave a little bit of info, but I know myself when I interviewed Kim, I learned so much stuff. So I'm looking forward to being put in the hot seat and uh, yeah, telling you guys a little bit of, of my experiences as well. So until then, this is Paula and Kim. And don't forget that you are a powerful I am divine badass. This podcast was created by Paula Hunter and Kim Garden. We welcome you to join our private Facebook group, I Am Divine, to connect with other like-minded individuals and be part of our special events that will only be found in our private community. We would love to hear your feedback on today's podcast and on any other topics that you would like to know more about. For more information about our podcast, information on Kim and Paula, our special events, spiritual coaching, training programs, or even to book a private reading with Kim or Paula, we invite you to visit our website at www.iamdivine.ca.